Welcome to the Sounds of Stories. Join us as we not only read the great authors of old, but we learn of the lives of the writers we love, as well as the people and events that inspired them. Come and let's learn about Richard Connell's murderous island. Let's journey into the prison of Anton Chekhov. Let's roam around Baker Street and find clues with Sherlock Holmes and his mentor, August Dupont. Let's follow the sounds of stories. Good evening and welcome to the sounds of stories. Tonight, the sounds of stories turns to itself for a story to tell. That's right. The first ever sounds of stories short production. Since Sherlock Holmes is beyond any copyright protection, that means that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's great deductive detective is in the public domain, it can be rewritten, added to, playwrighted, or transmogrified in any way the sounds of story sees fit. Why bore you with an introduction? Let's just hop right into the story. Here is... Sherlock Holmes in the Wild Frontier Written, narrated, and produced by The Sounds of Stories One more over here, barkeep. Yes, sir, right away. By the way, Dr. Watson, thank you for helping my mother-in-law with her bifocals yesterday. Once Nancy put those glasses around her head, you can tell it'd been a whole season and a half since she saw anything further than a hand feather in front of her face. She was tickled silly at the sight of those pictures the kids drew on the wall last... Jeez, when was that again? Must have been last Christmas. Anyway, I don't want to talk your ear off, Doc. I know you're an important man. I just wanted to extend a proper thank you for the miracle you performed. What did you do again to those pop bottle nose huggers of hers? For the tenth time, Lee, I only took a cleaning cloth to the glass lenses. That's why the people named you doctor. No one else has the sense or proper knowledge to perform a procedure on the fly like that. You mean to clean something that's dirty? Oh, don't go playing all modest on me now. You did a real good thing yesterday. Own it. The great Dr. Watson. Miracle performer extraordinaire. Owen is ever loyal, ever loving, everlasting sidekick, the great keeper of this here bar, Lee Stroud. Everlasting? How about never filling? Where's my beer, Lee? I knew I was forgetting something. I bet a smart man like yourself, Mr. Watson, never forgets anything, huh? Well, it does seem like I forget a little more each day in my old age. Names are definitely a lot tougher to remember now. Speaking of names, I always get a little tickle from that name. However, I can never remember it. What's that feller's name that wants to rent that basement room of yours? Well, darn it. Now I'm the one being forgetful. I got a meeting with that gentleman in 20 minutes across town. How did I not remember that? Well, now, now my nan mammy once told me that my forgetfulness was somewhat rather contagious. But let's be perfectly clear, she didn't have no fancy medical education like yourself now, Dr. Watson. She did once, however, put soda on a baked potato 
The beer, Lee. Oh, never mind. I gotta go meet this Moriarty feller from across town to see if he wants to rent that room. I'll just come get that beer a little later. Sorry about that, doctor. That next bear will be on me for forgetting all afternoon. My guess is you'll forget about that free beer, too. What was that now, Doc? Oh, nothing, Lee. Just muttering to myself. Maybe you should give this little hearing booster of mine one of your world-famous medical examinations. I ain't touching that copper record player you got in that ear of yours. I don't blame you. I don't even want to touch it and it's in my ear. But either way, I'll see you soon, Doc. Sounds good to me, Lee. I'm gonna get out to the train and horse Texas station. Good luck now with that merry artist, feller. No, he's not a merry artist, Lee. His name's Moriarty. Well, whatever you say, you're the Doc. Yeah, I'll see you in a little bit, Watson. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Let's see, I just gotta get out this saloon and open the door. Wow, it's bright out here. I can't see a thing with this here sunlight. All I need to do is find a taxi carriage now. Hey, good sir. Yes? I see you have a horse and carriage. If I give you a little cash, can you give me a lift across town for a meeting? I can do even better than that, Dr. Watson. Well, my reputation obviously precedes me. But I don't think I've had the pleasure of entertaining your name. Who are you? My name is Sherlock Holmes. And it's not just your name, Watson. I know just about everything concerning your great life. I can prove it if you give me a chance. Look, I got no time for these cheap saloon tricks. And I ain't got no money for you either. In fact, I got a meeting downtown with a feller by the name of Moriarty. Alright. You're one for one. You tickle my fancy? Tell me about me. Um, off the top of my head, you invent a great many pharmaceutical treatments for pain. Such as, you come up with a medication for eliminating migraines. How could you have known that? My wife suffers something awful from those things. But I ain't spoke a word to no one about the studies we've been performing. Well, I do have good news for you then, Watson. I will let you know that you will find a cure for these hideous monsters. And that by the end of the year. I'm begging your pardon. But once again, how could you be privy to any of this information? Once again, Dr. Watson... I am Sherlock Holmes, and I am from the future, the year 2195 to be exact. Now just what kind of child bacon gullibaloo do you think I am? It is of no relevance whether you believe me concerning my time travels. But believe this, Watson. You mustn't rent your room to Moriarty. He is a distorter of that which is good. You know... I kind of got that feeling about the man, too. Really? No. Now get out of my way. I got a meeting with the feller, let's see, in 15 minutes now. Thanks for taking five more important minutes away. If you go, Dr. Watson, 
You'll never finish your study for your wife. Oh yeah? Prove it. Okay. You miss your wife. She's not living with you right now. She's up north for a while. You haven't seen your bed in two days. You had only one beer in the bar you were just leaving. And to add to that, you've had enough. Now just a minute. How detailed are your reports from the future? For you to know that I miss my wife, where she lives, and how many beers I had in the saloon today. Does your report also tell you that I would have had three beers if I would have had a barkeep with half a brain? Private Inspector Lee Stroud, the barkeep you just referred to, actually plays a big part in your future of both medicine as well as criminal apprehension. Now I know who the distorter of good is. It ain't Moriarty. He ain't here right now trying to peddle me no horse pucky. About Lee Stroud being a private... What was that term you used again? Private Inspector. Mr. Stroud knows about your blood condition, Dr. Watson. He delays the beers you order because each one is detrimental to your health. No, he delays in bringing me beer because the first two times I ordered them, he can't hear me because of that copper contraption in his ear. That is a radio receiver. It communicates with all the top government agencies and takes that information to a building known as the Bureau of Aggressive Kingsmen Engaging in Racketeering and Special Traffic Elimination of Extreme Targets, or Baker Street for short. You're trying to tell me Lee is a government agent. Now I've seen and heard everything. No, not everything. Not yet. If you agreed to aid me further, good doctor, I will take you to the Baker Street Lair. There you will help me take down the criminal enterprise of Moriarty. For doing so, you will be rewarded handsomely. And you will use that reward to fund the last few remaining steps of your endeavors and study for eliminating migraines. I'll get along with you if you tell me about how you knew about my wife. I knew you missed your wife by the marks of the ring on your finger. You often think about her, and that's reflected by the red ring marks. And I'm only guessing she's upstate because she would need to be in a great northern county in order to lawfully take the migraine medication that you had prescribed her. She can't take the medication down here for it's against the law to do so. How did you know about me only having one beer? I merely heard that on the way to using the saloon's restroom. So that has nothing to do with you being from the future? No, all that was done by the power of deduction. Moriarty is also from the future and he has done a good job of eliminating all written chronologies of this time. All that I know are from records I had my hands on for a few moments. If he wouldn't have erased the chronologies, I wouldn't know where he's at during this moment in time and catch the man myself. But I can't, not at least on my own. I need your help, Dr. Watson. Well, you went three for three, Mr. Holmes. For now, I'll take your word that Moriarty is the enemy. I'll need to see some evidence if you want me to continue to believe he's a criminal. 
I wouldn't expect any less from a professional veteran war surgeon. How did you... Never mind. I must confess, though, I always have wanted to see the inside of a top-secret lair. I must confess, too. This is not my horse and buggy. What do you mean? I first had to make sure you were willing to cooperate before I took you to the Baker Street lair. The top-secret government building you always wanted to see is right here in the dusty saloon. If you're going to stand there under God and tell me that the world's smartest people work inside that there establishment, I might actually just get walking along. Things aren't always as they seem, Watson. You may want to come see for yourself. You may just be surprised. I guess I got nothing better to do. I still need to rent out that room in my basement, though. I took the liberty of already moving my stuff in there when you left your house this morning for work. How on earth did you get in? Well, when you're used to breaking into 12 million bit encrypted firewalls, an old time lock and key doesn't really suit its purposes for keeping valuables enclosed. 12 million bit what? Oh, never mind. We may want to get moving, though. We will be seen by a Moriarty Enforcer if we stay out here in plain sight. Alright, let's get walking. But while you're walking, I'm gonna ask you one more question. Go on. Ask. You said you knew a lot about me. What grade was I in when I had my leg broke? You were in... Elementary, my dear Watson. I guess I had that coming. Do you know the boy who pushed me from behind and broke my leg? I do, good doctor. But it would not be fair for me to tell you. It has to be of the utmost importance that we keep to a minimum, at least to what the future hands back down to the past. Each piece of information could change the future in catastrophic ways. And we don't want a catastrophe on our conscience now, do we, good doctor? Here, let me get the door for you. Wow, Dr. Watson. That was faster than I thought it was gonna be. You weren't even gone five minutes. That beer itching must need a scratching. For the moment, Lee, we need to get into room 121. Well then, in that case, welcome to the club, Dr. Watson. Right over this way. We just gotta open this here door. Now please come in and once I shut the door, I beg you to keep your hands and feet inside this elevation eliminator at all times. Where on earth are we? And where are we going? To the center of the earth, pretty much. That sure is how it feels. Alright, we have arrived at your destination. Thank you for riding the Lee Strauds electric elevation elimination mechanation. Please step carefully outside the vehicle. What do you think, Watson? All the computation devices and lights getting to you? What in heaven's name? You have a grand gift for silence, Watson. It must make you quite invaluable as a companion. What are all these contraptions? They're known as computers, and the earliest versions aren't much further into the future. It will take about half a century to truly make them the sufficient tool in which they will be used for. But that will come in its time. The 
There must be 500 people in here. Where did they all come from? There are many underground tunnels that lead to this government intelligence station. Many of these people are from all over the world. Not me. I just use my fancy contraption to get down here. Come now. Follow me. We must get into the division, and then the office, that is working on the Moriarty Criminal Enterprise. Get down, you two! There's been no more pistol fire for the moment. Let's go to the room from where we heard the shots. Sherlock, over this way. My brother Mycroft, what on earth is happening? Cindy Morrison has just been murdered by someone we couldn't see. What do you mean, couldn't see? Just that. We saw where the shots were coming from, but never saw the one holding the pistol. You mean to tell me that whoever shot that person just disappeared? No, the person taking shots was never visible. It's like the shots were coming from behind the wall, but we saw the fire from the pistol shot in front of the wall. It's like nothing I've ever seen. Hey, look at the woman's body. It's disappearing. I gotta grab her before she's gone altogether. <clears throat> you okay, Sherlock? I couldn't grab her in time. What are we dealing with here? It's like nothing I've ever seen, even from the future. Is there any chance of us being safe if we can't ever see the murderer? I believe if he wanted us dead, he would have done away with us already. There's a reason this murderer chose this woman. We have to find out what that reason is. Are there any clues in the room right now? We must look. There is this footprint right here on the floor. Or at least half a print. What is this powder that the footprint was carrying? Let me see that now. <laughs> Seems like bacon flour to me. It doesn't make any sense that this is our only clue. Sherlock, if the world hears what happened in the Baker Street layer today, our whole operation will be undone. That is not going to happen. Not with the four of us working together. We have to figure out the reason the murderer chose Cindy Morrison. That has to be relevant inside this building. I doubt that the murderer is still in this room, in fear of being caught. Let's take a look around and see if we can find out where the baking flour came from. If we find that room, we can know who was in that building and start from there. But be careful, everyone for there is a murderer still in this compound. We hope you've enjoyed your time here spent with the sounds of stories. Like, follow, subscribe, share, or whatever helps the sounds of stories. Production done by the sounds of stories. Music and sounds done by Toontank. Musical contributors, music area, as well as Aogani. Come back soon for another episode from The Sounds of Stories.